Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. It is our next to last show of 2019, and we've got some last-minute financial moves that you can make to gain an edge on your retirement heading into the new year. That plus an opportunity to start 2020 with more fortified finances. The Get Ready for the Future show starts right now. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. Welcome aboard. Good Saturday morning and Merry Christmas to everyone listening today. My name is Scott Inman. Welcome into another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. As we mentioned, it's our second to last show of 2019. To my left, Candace Stanley, who I know has all of her Christmas shopping complete. Yes, if my... My kids if would we could hear. Her. Yeah. <laughs> there she is. There I am. Hello, hello. Good morning. Yeah, if my kids would quit uh, adding to the list last minute, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, that's what mine does. Do they? Well, my youngest anyway. Yeah. The, the older ones don't. They're pretty locked in, but the uh the youngest, yep, that's what he does. He, he builds a new list, and you're like, look, you can't do that. Yeah, I've got time. I've got it planned out. I'm almost done. And then, hey, you know what? I'm, Mama asked Santa for this. But, the, the elves don't need to make stuff last minute. Well, that's they, the thing. They, they have deadlines that they have to meet, you when, know? When you're into the magic of Santa, they I get that, right? Yeah. I just mm-hmm. change it, and magically it'll appear under yeah. the tree, right? Makes it a little difficult for Amazon to get it there, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not quite finished with my wife's shopping. I'm almost done, and I'm hoping to put that to bed today wait wait well let's be real clear because it sounded like you just said you're not done with your wife shopping well my Wife's. shopping for my wife it was okay. possessive. I, I just yeah. wanted to make sure that we were very clear about that <laughs> no she he got done with that a long time ago <laughs> right, right. oh i got it now i'm catching up no more wife shopping for me no I, as i like to say i caught my limit there you go um yeah so john shrewsbury here janet walker already heard from you uh but welcome aboard and it's a new day for you john for well, this christmas it's, it's a, a little bit season. different yes. it's a new season uh graham shrewsbury was born uh a couple of months ago and uh, has found his Christmas present. I see on on Instagram, uh, Sean and Christine had posted uh, some pictures of him finding his hands and putting them in his mouth. And he's found his Christmas present. So it's real simple this year. But boy, we've got some plans for next year. You know, we were in the neighborhood last last night. And driving around, and there's there's the uh, Clark Griswold display, you know, that has all the lights and you know all that type of thing. And is that like, my house? No, 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 no. This is over <laughs> on the other side. And and so uh, we drove it, and I was like, man, next year Graham will really love this. This yes. will be really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it'll be. It's not quite there because obviously he was only a couple of months old, and awareness of all this is not there. I think next year should be really fun. And then two is going to be wonderful. So in the South, you have to have a grandpa name. Yeah. Like, like and this was really something that my wife struggled with because she's from Minnesota. And you're, it's just grandma <laughs> and grandpa up there. Yes. Yeah. But in the, the South, yeah. you got to have a name. Yeah. So do you have a name? Yeah, it's Papa. Papa, that's a yeah. good name. So yeah. Papa John. Well, not like the pizza, but <laughs> Papa. <I like> it. <laughs> Coming over to your house for dinner. The pizza <laughs> kind of cardboard. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. yeah. I'll well, get hate mail from the Papa John's people now. Yeah, so yeah. So so Janet, you're kind of in my boat. The the kids are a little older. Yeah. With the exception of my youngest is ten still, but he's uh he believes in the ma- and I have to be careful about how we word this on this show. But he believes in the magic of Santa because if he doesn't, he's afraid. I think there won't be anything under the tree, right? <laughs> That's how it works. So we yeah. got to keep the gravy train going. I, I believe. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm yes. with him. Yeah, yeah. But, and how are your teenagers doing with that? So uh, they're they're very different in terms of what they enjoy at Christmas. My daughter is very much like me. She enjoys seeing other people get stuff. And yeah. so she wants to give things and she's just 13. And so like she's getting stuff for her brother and her brother hadn't even thought about getting her anything. And that's okay. Like she doesn't mind that, you know, um, but he is 
you know, at this point that money's better than anything else, but if you want to get me something, there's a list of video games. And and that's about it. It's really pretty simple this year. Neither one of them want a whole lot, and, and we're good. All of our shopping is done. Um, everything that I'm giving is wrapped. I've told my husband my one rule is I don't wrap my own g- gifts. They're over there in a pile. You can do that. <laughs> you know, um, I, I know some wrapping. of the stuff that he got me, but uh, anyway, I'm not wrapping that. And all of my stuff is done and under the tree, and we're ready. So yeah. I like Stuart's approach. It's all about the cash. Just, <laughs> just, just give me the cash, and I can get what I want. I go get what I want. Yeah. yeah, I do think as they get older, I think I've appreciated how practical their gift uh, requests are. I mean, it really yeah. does get down to, hey, give me a restaurant gift card. Give me some clothes, things I'm actually going to use, right? Yeah. Right. As opposed to maybe a toy I'm going to play with for a month and a half and throw over into yeah, the corner. Yeah, we've really tried to push like from aunts and uncles and things like that. Like, hey, give us some gift cards to go do some things together, yes. experiences instead of stuff, because a lot of this stuff is getting donated later. Yeah, that that really that was one of my favorite Christmas experiences with my kids was when my brother, who has no kids, so it's Uncle Danny gifting to you know the only niece and nephew he has. He gifted things like, um, oh, what is that place in uh, Big Rock uh, Fun Park? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know things like that that we can all go and do go karts and you know movie tickets yeah. and things that we can do together. That's that's a good idea for that age group. I got real practical with this because I got tired of the guessing game. You know, I think maybe he'll like this, and then they give it to me, and I'm, it doesn't work, or I don't like it, doesn't fit, or whatever. Then I got to take it back and everything. Just cut to the chase. Give me the cash. I'll go get what I want. And everybody <laughs> will be happy. You won't have to spend time shopping for me i will be able to go and get what i will actually get it after christmas at a much greater discount so i can get more stuff and so there you go that's that's the john shrewsbury philosophy of christmas well we're hoping that christmas uh, has been uh, put to bed financially for you and, yes. and you got all that taken care of we hope that the budget worked out i think i you know i have a hard time budgeting for christmas it's really the most expensive time of the year you know it's the it most is. wonderful yeah. time of the year yeah. but it's the most expensive time of the year because so many things happen at the end of the year not just the gift giving, not just the Christmas cards, but on top of that, you're thinking about uh, some maybe some charitable giving at the end of the year, uh, and a lot of that's going on. The drives are going on. Uh, lots of charities are trying to meet their financial goals, and I know lots of folks, and especially in Arkansas, we're one of the most charitable states in the country. Uh, a lot of people are trying to help out with that. So as we hope that you stayed in budget, you've got everything ready to go. You're going to get some good relaxation over the Christmas holiday, but we're going to talk today, since this is our next-to-last broadcast of 2019, some last-minute things you can do, some last-minute decisions you can ponder and possibly make that could really give you a jump start headed into 2020. I, I often wonder who decided that you were going to have Christmas and the end of the year all within a few days, yeah. because... Christmas alone is bedlam. It's crazy. And then you get all this end of the year stuff that you got to think about on top of Christmas. And so there is a lot of activity that's going on. And and today's show, hopefully, will kind of clean some of that up for you, help you get focused on the things from a financial standpoint that you need to think about as far as the end of the year is concerned. Because once that uh, bell tolls on December 31st, it's over for the most part on a lot of things that we're going to talk about today. So listen up and get busy maybe right after the holidays to get some of this done well scholars think jesus was born in the springtime so would you yeah. lobby for i would i think that's great <laughs> but then we've already got easter there that's yeah what, we'd still have two holidays back to back yes yes no, i can solve every problem on yeah. the show <laughs> we've got about a minute left in this segment so we can talk a little bit about what's to come in the rest of the show and, and a lot of these end of the year ideas are going to revolve around taxes because there are only a few things that you could really do once january 1st arrives to help your 2019 taxes. Yeah, it's a source of frustration sometimes, Janet, for our clients when you know they they begin to get their 1099s, W2s yeah. in, and all that type of thing. They suddenly realize in 2020 that they made too much money or whatever the case may be, and they call and say, "What can I do? What can I do?" And it's almost the way that they've done yeah. the tax laws is almost too late. There there are still some choices, and we're going to develop that a little bit farther into the show today. But you're right that a lot of it just has to be done in the calendar year where you want it to count. Yeah, it certainly does. That and also a couple of opportunities when the new year does ring in, in January, for you to learn more about fortifying your finances. We've got a couple of Gen Wealth Academy workshops that are coming up uh, in the new year that you're going to want to hear about. On the other side of the break, as we talk about uh, some last-minute things you can do before 2020 rings in to fortify your finances. Back in a moment. 
education-driven, strategy-based, team-delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show. And we'll be right back. This is Scott Inman. At Genwell Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life. Whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more. With offices across Central Arkansas, there is a GenWealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury with you for the fastest four minutes in investing this week. Today, we're talking about fixed income. We're talking specifically about bonds and kind of taking a look at what interest rates may do in the coming new year. Now, if you rewind back to this time last year, and, and folks can do that if they just basically take a look at their statements, if they had fixed income allocations, they were really excited about what they did in 2019 because we yeah. had expectations, John, this time last year of rising interest rates, that the Fed was was going to make a move to to raise rates, and they did a reversal. I think a lot of that was because of the turmoil in the stock market at the time, yeah. right? But they did start to reverse that trend and drop rates, which impacted positively bond prices. So we saw some double-digit returns in fixed income in 2019. Yeah, and uh, this is just to say, don't expect that in 2020, <laughs> yeah, right. because it's really probably not going to happen. If you'll remember, in 2018, there was a bit of a disconnect. The Fed was raising rates when the economy wasn't really saying you needed to raise rates, and that caused the stock market to go down in 2018. Uh, the Fed reversed course, and they started cutting rates in 2019, and that's what drove the bond market, because the bond market is a seesaw. When rates go down, bond prices go up. And so that's what drove the double-digit returns a lot of people saw in their bond portfolios and their 401ks, IRAs, and other investment holdings that they have. Again, we don't think that that's going to happen again in 2020. So don't plan on a robust bond market in 2020. As a matter of fact, it's going to be a little bit more dicey, Scott, because when you think about what's happening in the economy right now, we are seeing sort of a re-acceleration. 2019 was sort of a lull in the economy. We're beginning to see some reacceleration. It's called late-term growth uh, in the economic cycle. And so we're seeing that, and that is not going to necessarily pretend that the Fed needs to cut rates. They will probably hold steady, maybe begin to increase rates in 2020, again, because of a growing economy. And that's where I think we're going to see some challenges in terms of great returns in the bond market. So what would make them potentially raise rates? We have to take a look at uh, inflation. If inflation continues to to be low, then you're probably looking at a flat or very slow rise in 2020, which right. could be stress against that bond market. But I don't think we're looking at, and as we look at LPL research as our guidance, we're not looking at severe changes to interest rates. So it still could be a profitable year, just not as profitable in the bond market. Yeah, I don't think the economy is going to overheat or anything of that nature in 2020. No indication of that. This is a sort of a late-term uh, acceleration that we're expecting in 2020. So I wouldn't think that they would have to really aggressively raise rates, but a bump or two in rates will keep the bond market honest, so to speak, and, and probably not cause any appreciation in bond prices. You're probably going to be looking more at yield as opposed to bond prices in 2020. So we have about a minute left in the Fastest Four. Let's talk about where there might be some good opportunity, the sectors of fixed income, because there are multiple sectors. Obviously, the highest quality sector is the U.S. government, right? Yes. But it is, uh, it's, it's a little bit maybe overpriced. Yeah, it definitely is. There's some challenges there. There's some challenges in the corporate bond market when you think about uh, the credit sensitivity. You know, there's a lot of triple B paper out there, and that's that's near uh, junk paper. And so you've got to be kind of a little bit careful. But we think that intermediate term bonds, corporate bonds in tactically oriented portfolios would be a good place to, to take a look. Another area, Scott, that we would uh, note that is a possibility are mortgage-backed securities. Because when you have a mortgage-backed security, you're getting 
interest, but you're also getting part of your principal back. That has a little bit more safety to it than just a coupon rate on a corporate bond. That's it for the fastest four minutes in investing this week. We thank you for watching on social media and listening on the Get Ready for the Future show. And the radio program continues. So stay with us. We're back right after this. We've got live events happening near you. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events for a calendar and sign up now. We're back right after these messages. You ain't heard nothing yet. Buckle up, because we're back with the Get Ready for the Future show. At Genwell Financial Advisors, we are education-driven, strategy-based, and team-delivered. And it's the first part of that that I want to focus in on as we welcome you back to the Get Ready for the Future show, the education-driven part of that. We have new Genwell Academy workshops that are going to debut in the new year. We mentioned in the last segment we are going to tell you about those. Two opportunities, free opportunities for you to attend Fortifying Your Finances both in January. The first one is coming up January 23rd at 6.30 at Mike's Place in Conway. And the second on January 28th at 6.30 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. So what, you may ask, is fortifying your finances? This is actually a three-pronged Wealth Academy workshop that we have, uh, to my knowledge, never done. I don't no. know that we've done a no. three-pronged or three-topic uh, Wealth Academy workshop. The first part of this is going to be about identity theft or identity fraud. Obviously a big problem in our society and especially if you are moving into retirement and into your later years in life, there is no question that uh, scammers and fraudsters do prey on senior citizens. There's no question about that. So we are going to have a couple of things with this. FBI Special Agent Ryan Kennedy, who has been on our radio program before, is going to be with us again in January. He'll be on in the second week in January, so you can get a chance to hear a little bit about identity fraud, identity theft in that broadcast of the Get Ready for the Future show. But then we're also having Special Agent Todd Adams join us for that Gen Wealth Academy workshop, prong one of the three prongs to talk about fortifying your finances, steps you can take to protect your identity. Second part of that workshop is Stephanie Smith, who's a Gen Wealth team member, but prior to that was a 27-year, we'll call her a veteran. That's just the word that yeah. I wanted to pop out of my mouth here. Yeah. 27-year veteran of the Social Security Administration. She uh, is a wealth of knowledge. She brings that to the table on Social Security decisions for all of our clients or anytime that is a need. She sits in the room and, uh, and consults on that, and she's going to talk about fortifying your finances from an income perspective, making the right decisions when it comes to Social Security. And then some Gen Wealth team members will be in to talk about the investment side of that. And when it comes to fortifying your finances in retirement, the changes you need to think about from an investment strategy as you go from the accumulation phase of your life, building wealth, to now trying to protect it and continue to be able to spend it, utilizing it as income in retirement. So that's a long-winded explanation of what's to come, but I hope you get a, a really good idea there of what you have an opportunity to be a part of because we're really excited about it. I, I think we're always... Uh, there are some things that are probably never going to change the information we want to get out to people because we know it has to be repeated over and over again for people to understand and people to implement it mainly. But these are some really good ideas that we are continually trying to update our workshop material and content. I think it really goes to what we believe is the GenWealth difference. What's the difference between GenWealth and any other organization out there that you might do business with? Well, we are strategy-based uh, and uh, education-driven and team-delivered. And if you think about this work shop. It is education driven because we're trying to help people understand the things that could threaten their retirement. If they don't do Social Security right, could threaten their retirement. If they're a victim of fraud, certainly could threaten their retirement. If they don't have the right strategy as far as developing income is concerned, they could run out of money before they run out of time. So all that strategy is kind of combined in an educational workshop uh, coming up at uh, after the first of the year at Mike's Place in Conway on January 23rd, January 28th, the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. And Scott, you can go online right now and get your seat yeah. because there's still plenty of seats available at this point because everybody's kind of focused on Christmas. You can go ahead and get your seat in uh, now because I will guarantee you after everybody's attention turns off of the holidays yeah. and on to, okay, what do we need to do to get ready for 2020 or, or you know, into 2020, they're going to be signing up for this workshop and I'm not sure that it won't sell out. Yeah. So if you're listening right now, don't, don't wait until the new year to get your seat reserved. It's free to 
to attend. All you have to do is go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com. You can uh, look at the events tab there and see how to register. Dinner provided, usually about an hour and a half is usually how long these go. With it being three-prong, we might go a little longer than that, uh, depending on the questions. But bring your questions. I always want to point that out, too. We always love it to be a little more question-and-answer driven than just lecture-oriented. So, we know there's something that you're thinking about with regards to those uh, three topics. So certainly make plans to attend and have a great opportunity there to get education. So we're talking today about uh, some last-minute decisions you can make, some last-minute moves you can make as you head into the new year. And it has to be done. Most of these need to be done uh, before December 31st. So what we're talking about today is, you know, we did a show a while back called uh, If You Want to Beat the Man, you got to be the man, right? To be the man, you got to beat the man. Did I get that backwards? Yeah, same, you, same principle. Yeah, you haven't watched enough Ric Flair, have you? Well, it's been a while. We'll have maybe YouTube, he has watched That's enough. where that comes he's, from, right? We'll have some YouTube sessions after the show so you can okay. get that right. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Yeah, so the the man in retirement is really the system. You And, and yeah. we're, not, we're not really talking about doing anything unethical, of course, but we're talking about understanding the system. And there are yes. so many... We, I don't even know I'd call them loopholes, but there's just misunderstood or just basically rules about retirement that are set up that people don't fully understand, so thereby they don't take full advantage of. I'll give you an example of you know this concept of beating the man. Like you said, it's, not, it's nothing under the table, but right. you don't want to leave any money on the table. Right. That's the deal. You have to understand the system well enough to know where there are opportunities that you can take advantage of those opportunities. Legally, it's perfectly within the bounds of reason on everything that we're talking about, but it's just that many people don't know about that. And we've had that very conversation in the last couple of weeks several times with clients where they have said, I don't want to leave any money on the table. That's what we're talking about. If you think about this, this is kind of universal at this time of the year because even here at Genwell, Scott, we are thinking about, okay, what moves do we need to make before the end of the year? So, you know, we it affects taxes, it affects uh, future savings of the company and things of that nature. We have to make those decisions. And so it's appropriate that you look at this through the lens of personal finance. And one of the keys that you want to think about is looking at the Roth IRA. The Roth IRA is probably one of the most underutilized investments out there because there's just a lot of misconception about the Roth IRA. The Roth IRA differs from a traditional IRA in that you're going to get tax-free income from a Roth IRA. Now, you may or may not get a tax deduction by putting money in a traditional IRA. You absolutely do not get a tax deduction by putting money into a Roth. But putting money into a Roth is really a great way to later in life diversify yourself from a, a tax perspective and an income perspective because the income and all the principal that you put in that Roth is totally 100% tax-free when you take it out. Yeah, so when you think about uh, that that retirement is essentially an income problem, we say that time and time again in this show, so you need to develop, we develop plans for our clients all the time based on a monthly income. So if you think about, that's got to be a gross number. It starts as a gross number because most of your retirement assets are going to be coming from things like your 401k and IRAs, and most of those things are going to be taxable when they come out. So if you think about, Candace, if you need, if we build a plan for $5,000 a month in retirement income, mm-hmm. and all of that is taxable, and someone is only going to get about $4,000, let us say, in net dollars from that, but if you add in a considerable amount of Roth IRA dollars, you don't have to take out as much because it's not all going to be taxable. Yeah. And then there's also options inside maybe your employer plan at work. There may be a Roth option in there, yes. but a lot of people don't know about it or, or maybe just don't think about it because they're like, well, what is this Roth and what is this pre-tax? I don't know. But you can also contribute to your own outside of work. And so that'll build up a considerable amount of tax-free savings uh, or tax-free income rather in retirement. Now, the other part of that Roth IRA, excuse me, no, but go ahead. No. is there's no RMD on that, right? So, so you can right. also put off taking it. So the reverse is true, too. You can set up a, an income plan that it's not going to be as taxable and you don't have to take out as much. But if you don't want to take out from the Roth IRA, you've got that option. And obviously, we've talked about RMDs many times on this show. But if you have an IRA you are going to have to begin taking a certain amount of withdrawals from that at age set or the year you turn age 70 and a half. 
So if you think about this Roth IRA and at the end of the year, one of the things you may want to do is you may want to do a Roth conversion. Yes. Uh, you may want to, you, you may not be eligible to contribute to a Roth because there are some restrictions on contributing to a Roth in terms of income and that type of thing. But you can do what's called a backdoor contribution to a Roth IRA by taking a traditional IRA and converting it. Now, you're going to owe taxes when you convert that money, but then you set yourself up for years and years of tax-deferred growth and actually building up tax-free income. That's absolutely right. And this is a conversation that I think it's very important to have with your advisor and with your CPA and then for you to make the decision because each each industry, if you will, the, the CPA and the advisor, we have a different perspective many times on that because the CPA is looking at how can they help you save on taxes right now this year. We are looking at a long-term perspective really focused on retirement income. And to be perfectly transparent, for many of you, if you're in a case where you're going to get the deduction on a traditional IRA, then to the CPA, that traditional IRA is going to look better for tax purposes right now than the Roth. That is absolute gospel truth. But if you look at it from the vantage point of retirement income, then if you have long enough for that Roth IRA to grow, let's say over five years at least, then in retirement, you're going to have tax-free income. And another advantage of that in retirement is that it's it's the only thing, and we'll develop this a little bit more, but it is the only source of income that does not count towards how much of your Social Security is taxable. Mm-hmm. So there are some advantages then too. So the, all of that to say, you you need to understand whether you want to make a decision about taxes now or make a decision about taxes later, because Uncle Sam's going to get his portion. At what point is it more advantageous for you? I think that another thing that you want to think about, if you have a 401k plan that allows for not necessarily Roth, but after-tax contributions, there are some 401k plans that allow you to mm-hmm. contribute after-tax. You can move that money from your 401k plan into a Roth IRA. Right. There's no harm. There's no foul. There's no tax. There's no penalty if you move that after-tax money into your Roth IRA and you can kind of supersize it, if you will. And, and that allows you to grow that asset over time. And the key to that is the larger that asset is when you get to retirement, the larger the income stream is that is tax free to you. And I will tell you that retirees love tax-free income. They absolutely do. The Roth hadn't been around long enough to get up a, a big amount of money in into Roth IRAs right now, but in the future, it's going to be a real treasure chest for a lot of people. Those income limits, we, we referenced that. In 2019, if you earn more than $203,000 income as a married couple or 137000 as a single filer, that's where you can no longer front end the Roth. You can't contribute to the Roth, but you can still do the back door. So that's one end of year option. We'll have more in a moment. There's more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money right after the break. Stick around. From the Gen Wealth Radio Network Studios, we're back with more of the Get Ready for the Future show. Talking about year-end moves, year-end decisions that you could make to get a jump start on 2020 when it comes to your retirement and your finances. And we are talking also today a little bit about what we've got coming up in the new year for you. We mentioned those new Gen Wealth Academy workshops that are headed your way in January. And beginning on January 15th, we are really excited about this. We're going to television. Well, not really television. We're going <laughs> to be on camera. We'll put it that way. Yes. It's uh, it's actually, uh, in Could some be. ways, better than television because it goes further. Yes. You know, TV, a local TV has a, a, a obviously a limited market that because of the broadcast signal and that type of thing. But when you're online, it goes all over the world. So people in, I don't know, China could be watching us. Yes, there's the visionary that we, we know and love right there. We're going to be worldwide on January 15th. You can watch it on your television, but you'll have to go through the Internet. You better have a smart TV, right? If you follow us on uh, Facebook or you can also subscribe on YouTube We will be available on January 15th, the Get Ready for the Future show live. It will be on 1130 
1130 on Wednesdays, the first one beginning January 15th and then moving forward. And it is the radio program that will also continue to air on our uh, GenWealth Radio Network affiliates, but you will be able to take a lunch break and just check out what's going on on the Get Ready for the Future show. We're really excited about it. I, I have this vision of Chinese people waking up in the middle of the night to watch the Get Ready for the Future show. I don't know. Yeah, just, but you know, if you live in Arkansas, yeah. we'd love to have you guys watch too. Yes. <laughs> so be sure to check that out. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and then I guess it's a follow. Is it a follow on YouTube? Is that how that works? I guess. I, 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 search for Genwell Financial Advisors on YouTube. I don't know. Let's uh, consult our marketing department. Is yeah. it a follow on YouTube? It's a subscribe. It's a subscribe. subscribe. Just search on YouTube for Gen Wealth and you'll figure it out then. It's going to be real easy to do. January 15th, 1130 on Wednesday uh, and every Wednesday moving forward. So that means that uh, it's appointment television for us too. So so there will possibly be more rotation of advisors through here because occasionally you guys travel. So we'll have to be uh, prepared for that. So we're excited for that. And today we're talking about some year-end moves to make. We spent a significant amount of time in the last segment, talking about the concept of a backdoor Roth IRA and and building that out, we wanted to kind of put a bow around that discussion. We mentioned the income limits, and many people are aware of that. They may have been told before, uh, hopefully, that if their income's too high, they cannot directly contribute to a Roth IRA. And we mentioned that you could take a look at converting traditional IRA dollars to a Roth, uh, and then from that point forward, get that tax-deferred growth and tax-free income in retirement. There is also a possibility, and this works best, if you don't have any traditional IRA dollars, most of your money, all of your money is in other um, retirement accounts or non-retirement accounts, that you could actually contribute to a traditional IRA and not invest it right here at the end of the year. And, and those limits uh, are not changing, by the way, for the IRA in 2020. So they're the same as 2019. But you could put $6,000 in if you're age 49 or younger. You could put $7,000 in if you're over 50. So you could put that money in in cash, not invested in the traditional IRA, and then immediately do John Roth conversion and then minimize, if not eliminate, any taxable gains because you don't have any other IRA dollars and you haven't invested the money and have no gains. Yeah, the the key there is you don't invest the dollars in the traditional IRA. It just stays in a money market account. You convert it and there's really not any opportunity for it to gain anything to uh, to speak of. And so you're not going to get any taxable event on the conversion, but you get to bypass those rules that say you can't directly contribute to the Roth IRA. Now, all that sounds like, eh, you're getting around the IRS rules. No, this has been affirmed by Congress. It is in the tax law that you can do this. Not an issue at all. So when you think about the the way that you're you're going to do this essentially what you're doing is you're making that contribution to the Roth IRA through your traditional IRA and then that traditional IRA just folds up and goes away because you've made that conversion all the money moves over and you're in good shape yeah I don't know why Congress didn't just go okay we're just going to take the limits off and not have to have this you know ring around the rosy if you will between the accounts but that's what the the law prescribes and that's what you can do, it is how you beat the man in this particular situation. Absolutely. Again, that's commonly referred to as a backdoor Roth contribution. So you are going through the traditional IRA. And just to kind of put this, you know, on the lower shelf, as we like to say, because we've talked about a lot of the details in this, before Donald Trump was president, I actually used to refer to him on this one and, and say, even Donald Trump can do a backdoor Roth contribution just because everybody knew him as a person who made a whole lot of money. They, you know, we might be talking to a husband and wife doctor, you know, team, and they make a lot of money. They can't do a direct Roth contribution. I was like, look, guys, even Donald Trump can make a, a, a backdoor Roth contribution. So right. that is absolutely available regardless of how much money you make. Yeah. So but, think about that, though. If you do have other traditional IRA dollars, there is a complex formula that could yes. apply. So you, it does get a little trickier if you do have other traditional IRA dollars. Yeah, you want to be sure that you don't step on that because you can yeah. really create a tax problem for you as opposed to uh, setting yourself up to limit a tax problem in the future. Yeah, anyway. when we're talking with our clients about doing a backdoor Roth, we're always saying, okay, go and talk with your uh, your CPA right. and make sure y'all um, plan for this and talk about how much would be beneficial to you so that you don't step in it. So absolutely consult your CPA when you're determining how much you want to convert. Now, we mentioned 
mentioned those contribution limits for a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. I want to revisit something that you talked about too, Candace, in the last segment about a Roth 401k. So mm-hmm. that is if it's available to you at work and you utilize that, contribute to it, right. that does not count against any Roth IRA. Right. If you've got a Roth IRA outside of your 401k, when you um, contribute to the Roth 401k, that does not count towards contrib- contributions to your Roth IRA outside of work. Because it's the 401k part of that to focus on, not the Roth part of exactly. that. Exactly. And people forget about that. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a question that we get regularly, and I, and we never get it about the traditional side. And what we've, we've come to the conclusion, basically, that the reason people do that is we don't call the regular company contributions to a 401k, we don't call them traditional 401k contributions. We just call them 401k -hmm. contributions, right? So people don't have that in their mind. The only reason it's called a Roth 401k contribution is to indicate the type of tax treatment. It is not in the same calculation as your Roth IRA. Okay, so those are completely separate calculations. So you think about how this may work for you. you. If you have a job where you get a year in bonus, Boy, there's a great opportunity, especially if you got that Christmas taken care of, right? There's no more reason to go out and spend that. Maybe you can put that towards uh, a Roth IRA in some way, shape, or form to build more retirement wealth. So let's talk about why we're harping on the Roth IRA so much, because I think the thing that that you got to look at is that later down the line, what you want to do as far as your retirement income is concerned is you want to diversify yourself as far as taxes go. You know, one of the things that you figure out as you get older is that your kids have grown up and gone from home. You don't get that tax deduction for them anymore. And most of the other tax deductions that you could have gotten Mm -hmm. have been reduced or eliminated. So you're trying to find all kinds of ways to reduce your taxes when you get to retirement. The Roth IRA income is not taxable to you, so it makes it a wonderful way to draw income at retirement. Now, the other thing that you think about is, okay, well, what else is taxable to my income in retirement? Well, Social Security is taxable to you because there is this arcane calculation that basically is called provisional income, and virtually anything that you have coming into you is counted as provisional income. Well, what does that mean? Well, provisional income dictates how much of your Social Security is taxable. It's either zero, 50%, or 85% of your Social Security, generally speaking, that is taxable based on the provisional income. So you go back to, okay, what's included in provisional income? Everything but a Roth IRA. Uh, stream of income is counted as provisional income. Roth is excluded. So if you have a lot of Roth income, then you might not pay as much taxes on Social Security, and you definitely don't pay any taxes on the Roth income. It is a great tax management tool if you've got that already set up for you in your retirement. So retirement, we've said already in today's show, is essentially an income problem. So that's how we take a look at utilizing all of your retirement savings in retirement. And we basically take it through the step process of setting the foundation first. You know, we've used that house analogy over time. It's always good to reinforce that. And I I think about uh, prospective clients that we meet with who've listened to the radio show, but they want that house description again put up there for Mm -hmm. them, even though they've heard it a a bunch of times. They like seeing that. Uh, The foundation of your house, your retirement income plan is like building a house. The foundation has to be laid first, and that's the most important thing in your home. It is also the most important thing in your retirement income plan, and those are basically guaranteed income sources. The The amount of money that is not going to not be there for any reason, you can count on it every month for sure, being that amount, and nothing can happen in the market, nothing can happen to your investments that will change that amount. You know, one of the things that that we'll use in conversation to just discuss why you might want to insure part of that and why you might want to have some of your income guaranteed. You know, you talk about the house analogy. Let's talk about your actual home. Let's say that your home is worth $250,000, okay, and you have it paid off. So you own the home free and clear. Is there any way on God's green earth that anybody could talk you into canceling your homeowner's insurance? Nope. No way, right? Candace, there's there's no way that you would cancel your homeowner's mm-hmm. insurance. Why not? 
Because if something happens to my home, I don't want to come out of pocket to rebuild. You don't want to have to do that. You don't want to have to write a $250,000 check to replace the home. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes perfect sense because there might be a fire, there might be a tornado that destroys your home. Now, let's say that we have a $250,000 investment account. All right. Is there any difference in the value? There's a $250,000 home. There's a $250,000 investment account. There's no difference, right? Mm -hmm. They're both $250,000. What is more likely for there to be a fire or tornado that would destroy your home or for the investments due to whatever circumstances to at some point decrease in value? What's more likely? Well, certainly the the investments are are, uh, subject to daily risk in the market. Mm -hmm. So that's way more likely. You already told me you wouldn't cancel your insurance on your home. We don't ever think to insure something of equal value that really is at greater risk. We know that market fluctuation is a reality. The fire, the tornado, they might happen, and it does happen to some. It's not likely for most. Market risk is... That's why you want to look at it. Not everybody needs it, but you at least need to think through and determine very mathematically, very methodically, whether or not you need to have some guarantees on some of your money. And and you've got to look at that from, from the perspective of the house again, Scott. Nobody invites anybody over to see their basement or their their <laughs> their <laughs> foundation. foundation. Uh, you know, it's it's just there, and, and you don't talk about it or anything of that nature. But you've got to be able to to deal with that in a in a strategic way. Back in a moment. If you want the answer, ask the question. Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, location, and question, and we'll answer it on the air. We'll be back in just a moment. A smarter, simpler, more personal approach to retirement continues with the Get Ready for the Future show. Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury, Janet Walker, Candace Stanley, back with you on the Get Ready for the Future show as we wrap up our next to last show of 2019. We hope you all have a Merry Christmas and have a lot of time with friends and family and some good relaxation over these last uh, few days of 2019. And we're giving you some thoughts today, some decisions, some moves to make financially to bolster your retirement moving forward in 2020. We talked about the backdoor Roth IRA. And if you'd like to learn more about that or more about anything that we've talked about on the Get Ready for the Future show today or in any of the podcasts that you may have listened to over time, I'd like you to know that there's always a Genwell Financial Advisor ready to sit down with you. And that first appointment is always free. There's no cost to sit down with an advisor or even, I would say, a team of advisors because these days we usually have two advisors in the room to talk to couples or or single folks about their retirement. We have offices in West Little Rock, Hot Springs, Bryant, El Dorado, and in Shreveport, Bossier City area. So there's an advisor near you if you're hearing my voice today on the show. How do you set that appointment? You can do it one of two ways. You can call us at 501-653-7355. Again, that number is 501-653-7355. Or you can reach out online. Uh, you can just go to getreadyforthefuture.com. You'll see a, uh, a schedule appointment now button that you can click on there, and that will get you in touch with a Gen Wealth advisor. A couple of the things we wanted to finish up our house analogy. We mentioned insuring a portion of your retirement, and, and I should emphasize it is a portion of your retirement. So how do you determine how much you need to insure? Well, it goes back, John, to that foundation because we take a look when we build a plan for people moving into retirement at what are their expenses going to be because that is the fixed number that you have to meet on a guaranteed basis. And then we take a look at the other side of that scale and see what are your guaranteed income sources. Do you have two Social Security benefits? Do you have just one? Do you have a pension in play? And is that going to meet your expenses? If not, there is a required income gap And that's where we carve out a portion of your retirement savings to insure it so that you get enough money to pay the bills in retirement. This cannot be an emotional decision. It really has to be a mathematical equation. You have to sit down and look at, okay, do I have enough money to meet my essential expenses every month? If that's coming in from Social Security, if I have a pension, 
What's that going to look like? Am I going to be in balance? If you're not going to be in balance, if there is a gap, if there is a deficit, then it's just plain that you need to fill that gap and you need to fill it with guaranteed income. And the only way that you can have guaranteed income from something is through some type of annuity product. Stocks can't do it. Bonds can't do it. Alternative investments can't do it. There's uh, there's no other way to do it other than through some type of insurance company guarantee right. that says, hey, look, you're going to do this. So you think about it this way. If you could buy yourself a pension to fill that gap, would you do it? Absolutely. Well, sure. Everybody yeah. would do it because people love jobs with pensions. This is no different. You yeah. simply just look at it and say, okay, how much is it going to cost for me to guarantee that gap income that I need? I think it's very important for our listeners to understand that we are incredibly methodical about this. Like, really, this is your number that is determining how much may or may not need to go into an annuity product. Uh, Troy and I met with a couple recently where she wanted everything to go into an annuity and i mean all 100 all chips in 100 percent. he wanted nothing to go into the annuity and neither neither one of those is the right answer and we walked through the 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 method that we use to do that calculation scott it's exactly what you were talking about a moment ago and we showed them look this is the amount of money that is your gap above pension and above social security income this is your gap if you don't have a gap you don't need an annuity, but if you do have one, you've got to fill that. Let me let me get some straight talk in here about this because, you know, people oftentimes are jaundiced about the whole issue of an annuity because they've heard that, you know, annuities are expensive or, uh, you know, agents make a lot of money by selling you an annuity. Well, you know, you should not be swayed by any of those arguments. What you should look at is what is your need? What is it that That's you right. need and, and is, what is the only way for that to happen? And as I went through, stocks, bonds, alternative investments, all those other things can't provide guaranteed uh, income to you and your spouse for as long as you live. If you run out of money in any of those other investments, you're out of money. Mm -hmm. If you run out of money in an annuity, the insurance company is guaranteeing a payment to you. They are uh, contractually obliged to pay that income to you. And it's just a, again, it is a very logical decision. It can't be driven by pop culture emotion. I'd say it this way, cost and fees are certainly important. Absolutely. But outcome is more important. Yeah, you've got to look at it and, and just, as I said, you've got to look at it and say, how much is it going to cost yes. me to produce the yes. income that I need and try to find the, the lowest amount possible? And some things to think about are gaps can appear later on in retirement. That's true. So if you have two Social Securities and you lose your spouse, one of those is going to go away. You keep right. the higher amount, right? If you have a pension. Is that are you adding a spousal benefit to that pension or are you just taking the single life payout? That could be a big factor in determining whether there's a gap that may appear later that we need to fill. That is that's huge. A lot of people don't understand mm-hmm. the annuity payout uh, payouts on pensions. There's a life only. There's a joint survivor. I saw one the other day that had 14 different options wow. for the client to take. And they were just like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so if you choose the wrong one and you're married and and you choose a life-only option, you choose that because it gives you the biggest payment, then if you pass away, then guess what? Your spouse has nothing coming in from that annuity. Not a good thing. You want to be sure to look at those gaps, and it does take some forward-looking projections, Candace, to look at that and say, okay, if that income is gone, is the spouse going to be okay? If the Social Security is gone, is the structure of the uh, income in that household and the expenditures of that household, are those going to be okay? If not, then you've got to backstop that in some way. And that's that's really how that foundation is formed. And the forming of that foundation really does determine how well you're going to do in retirement. Yeah. Once your foundation is set, you've, you've basically bought your dignity in retirement. And that sets your required income number. Moving on to the next level of the house, that is what we call our desired income income. So those are the the rooms of the house where the memories are made. And that is your independence, because essentially that is what you're trying to buy in retirement is financial independence. And this number is different for lots of folks. And I would say, guys, it is the most 
difficult to identify for most people as well because they haven't thought about it like right. this. They may have thought generally about what they want to do, what their retirement will look like, but they haven't put a number on it. And that's what we help folks do. Yeah. And I think it really turns on oftentimes, Janet, when we're doing a plan for someone, it's not really how much money do they want to have in terms of desired income because we'd all love to have you know, a million dollars a month in desired income or something like that. But it really is what their portfolio can can right. support. Right. So so the requ- required income, what they tell us we have to have, again, that's very formulaic. We've got to work into that and determine what needs to be utilized for that. But then you're right beyond that. It is, okay, here's the rest of the portfolio that you have available to provide income for you in retirement. How much will that generate? And that's how much desired income you can have. Now, I will say there are people who are in situations where they're blessed enough to say, you know what, I don't need all of that. That's fine. We're going to tell you what the portfolio can do. It doesn't mean you have to take it. So we'll just run through the numbers and let you see, here's what your monthly income is going to be. And another thing we really haven't talked about today is the impact of inflation over time. And that is also built into the plan because if you tell us initially, you know, whatever your number is per month, if you say we need to have $5,000 a month, well, $5,000 now, okay, fine. But in the future, at some point, that's going to need to be 10 thousand to buy the same amount of things at that point. Let me just say that that inflation is the silent killer of yes. a lot of people's retirement income. And we've had low inflation in the in the recent years. You know, it's been two or three percent for, I don't know, since the Clinton administration. That is not always going to be the case. That's right. And you've got to look at this not in the short term and not through a rearview mirror of what inflation has been, but what is inflation likely to be in the future? And you've got to be sure that you have a strategy for increasing your income, maybe not to keep up with all the inflation, but to at least give you some raises so you can at least keep pace with the rising cost of living. I want to squeeze in. We only have about a minute left here to squeeze it in. But one more last minute tip, Janet, you mentioned oftentimes we build an income plan and it doesn't require all of the assets. So if you don't want to take out more income and you have to when the RMD age kicks in, there are options for you to to make a charitable donation and not be taxed on that withdrawal. Yes. So it, let's just say you're going to have to withdraw $10,000. If you wanted to have that $10,000 sent directly to your church, not sent to you so you net 7500 after taxes are held out, but sent directly to the church, that is entirely possible. And we have a lot of people who do that. When you're at a position where you don't really need to have the income, but the IRS is requiring you to take it, especially if this is a contribution that you would have made anyway, then go ahead and do it. Utilize the RMD. It's a much more efficient way to cover that contribution. And you don't get into a jam against your standard deduction and all that, that right. you couldn't take the deduction fully or something of that nature. You make that contribution directly to the church. It's tax-free. You don't even withhold taxes to it. You just send it. Your RMD is covered and you're in good shape. Well, we've talked about a lot of things on the program today, as we often do, and, and oftentimes it may need a revisit with uh, some of the, to resonate with you. And the best way to do that is to take a step forward to walk through the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. And that begins by reaching out and setting an appointment. You can call 501-653-7355. Again, that's 501-653-7355 to set a complimentary first appointment with a Gen Wealth advisor. You can also do that online. Our website is is getreadyforthefuture.com. There's a nice schedule appointment now button right there uh, that you can click on and we'll get in touch with you and set you up with an advisor near you. Hope you've enjoyed today's Get Ready for the Future show. Again, we hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We will talk to you soon again right here on the Gen Wealth Radio Network. Thanks for listening. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. 